Welcome back to the House Jack City Podcast Backstage with special guest G. Cavelli. Let's join in on the do's and don'ts already in progress. So let's start with don'ts. So let's start here. I'll give you a don't situation, G. You go with your don't while I make another G bomb. All right, you do that. All right, so with the don'ts when it comes to this industry, the first thing I want to start out, if you are actually really trying to do this, and we're going to talk about the DJs. I'll get more ice. I'll have to go upstairs. You're going to hear the pop, 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 pop after he starts talking about the don'ts. I got to get some more ice. But anywho's, we're going to talk about if you are a DJ first, our producer will talk about the DJ side, and you're looking to get into clubs, venues, whatnot. You want to be at a car show. You want to be at a local bar. You want to play open format, house music, country, whatever you want to do. I don't care. This goes for everybody. The don'ts. Don't say you are better than the current DJ there. You will never get a fucking job. Remember that. Don't walk in and say, hey, who's the manager here? Oh, the manager, he's right there. His name's John. Oh, hey, John, how are you? Hey, John, how are you? Uh, listen, I DJ, and your DJ right now that's DJing, he fucking blows. Oh, yeah? That's going to be the response because you don't know the relationship between that person, the manager, and the DJ. Don't ever, and I mean don't ever, go into a bar, club, any type of venue that you feel you have an opportunity at and tell them the current DJ sucks that is a don't and right now g is uh exited for a uh, bathroom break for everyone that wants to know he'll be out shortly (laughs) just had a twinkle i had to make room to get room had to make room for another g bomb not a problem but as you heard g uh with the don't i definitely said um you know don't walk into an establishment overall and say hey Are you the manager? Yeah, my name's John. Hey, John, your DJ sucks because you don't know if John knows Joe that's DJing. Yeah. They could be best friends. That's the first thing. And they're going to be like, what's your name? And then you're going to say your fucking name, and then they're going to make sure that you never step foot in anywhere local around them. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm going to go eat some ice. You tell them. Yeah, I got to tell you, man. I mean, the difference, listen, I can only tell you how it used to be for me uh, when I first started out, uh, you know, I had great guys. I had DJ Spinbad. I had Xavier. I had great guys um, that I DJ with that, you know, listen, man, we, we always looked out for each other. We had our regions. Everybody had their area um, that people knew us and we kind of controlled, but we never, ever bashed each other. We always looked out for each other. So, I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, the reality of it is it was never cutthroat. It was always about we respected everybody's territory. We respected everybody's craft. And um, when the opportunity presented itself, when one of us could cross over into another territory, um, you know, we were very open to it and welcome to it. Uh, we actually, you know, from what I remember, you know, we always looked out for each other. Um, and, you know, you know, I, I, I don't really follow... You know, I can't. I can't tell you that I follow today's DJs and what they do with each other. I don't know, other than bass. But the reality of it is, you know, how we used to handle things for you guys out there, it was more of a community. It was more about, you know, oh yeah, I know about Xavier. Oh yeah, I know about G. G DJs this area, Chicago. Xavier DJs that. Xavier, and, and we always never talked bad about each other. We always talked each other up 
Um, and then when the opportunity came for us to cross those, you know, lines, those, those, uh, you know, uh, we had our regions, would you say, you know, our territories. When it opportunity came up, we're like, I'll give you an example. Xavier called me and said, "Hey, I need somebody to come help me work at Bourbon Street." You know, that was Xavier's territory. I was more out in Joliet at that time. I was more out in, you know, Romeoville. I was doing more of those clubs where Xavier was handling more of, you know, the South Chicago area. And Xavier called me and said, hey, I need your help. Can you come do bourbon street with me? And I said, sure. You know, and I did bourbon for a while. Um, It was always that community. It was a community thing. It wasn't about, you know, I'm not going to invite him because I feel, you know, I don't want to bring him into my territory or anything like that. So, you know, when when Rob's talking about, you know, really looking out for each other, you guys got to understand is you guys are one community. And at the end of the day, you guys as a community drive your potential to make money. And stop being fucking stingy on giving out your tracks. That is the dumbest thing in this industry. I'm sorry. But if you're looking to promo your track, I don't care how big you are. Remember this, newcomers. I don't care if you have 100 followers or 5,000 followers. You, if someone says, hey, man, I would love to play your track. If you want to send anything my way, send it. I don't care if they even have 100 followers. Send it to them. That track might open up floodgates for both of you. You never know. Because well, someone you- might hashtag correctly. Someone might know somebody say, hey, what is that track you played on your show? Oh, it's this guy. Oh, this guy is going to sign with them. And then they have to bring them with well, you. You, remember, you never know. You remember when I first got signed and, yeah. I, and I had my CDs. Mm-hmm. My first CD, Where Do We Go?, you gave it to me immediately. I, I, I brought immediately. it. To, I brought it to all the DJs I knew. I'm yeah, like, please play this. Please play this. Please play this. Please. That's how I you gave do them it. all free copies of CDs just because I wanted them to add that to their set. That's right. Yeah. But but that's because we had a community. You know, we all looked out for each other. You know, and that's how it should be. I mean, anywhere you go. I mean, it doesn't matter if you are in the club scene, if you are a wedding DJ, um, and and by all means, this is not just club industry i mean we are talking mostly club industry but i'm talking as a whole of djs i'm not saying i'm not excluding any type of dj out there you could be a bar dj a wedding dj a country dj uh you know a nightlife club industry. it doesn't matter it's the same point is same same objective same agenda same goal to make sure that everybody enjoys the music you are playing it doesn't matter if it's yours or others it doesn't matter there's two goals there's two goals okay i don't care what anybody they can candy coat it all they want. There's two goals. One, how do you move your crowd? Right. Two, how do you get paid? Those are the only two. Sign a contract 2020, by Yeah, way. how do you get paid and how do you move your crowd? Because your relevancy the and your ability to get paid is based off how you move a crowd. Whether that's a country crowd, whether that's a, you know... 80-year-old crowd, it doesn't matter. Whether it's a bar mitzvah party you're DJing, it doesn't matter. How do you connect with that crowd, which relates directly to how do you get paid? Exactly. And, you know, you cannot go in and say, hey, I'm worth $1,000, but I never DJed anywhere in my life, okay? How the fuck do they know you're worth $1,000 if you don't have the credentials, the the, uh, references the credibility that you have to earn. And remember, newcomers, you earn where you are at. Those followers, 
you can spend a thousand dollars to buy followers, but are those followers really following you? A number is a number. I literally want to earn all my followers. I'll be honest with you guys. I have a hundred and what? 36 followers on SoundCloud 56. I don't even remember. I'm in, I'm in that range. That ain't shit. But here's the thing. Me and G are rebooting our careers. And there's a reason for that. And we're okay with that. I want to let you guys know that. You, if you feel you have to reboot for any reason, the shit that you all tried, it's not saying that it didn't work, but in today's music industry, you have to be relevant every single fucking day. And I mean that. Because if you don't know how to do social media, then fucking learn. Know exactly what social media outlets you need. Facebook, eh, it's okay. Instagram is where you need to be, okay? There's a lot of other sites out there um, that you could use. Facebook's fine too. Don't get me wrong. You have a fan page, but don't use a personal Facebook for driving your goals because then everyone on your Facebook personal page cares what you do. Oh, I just know G for G. I know Rob for Rob. Yeah. You start a fan page and they are joining your fan page because they're a fan of your work, your yep. your your art, yeah. your music, whatnot. Make sure that you have the correct crowd around you. Now, another thing off of that I want to piggyback off of is do not, do not beg for people to follow you. It will never work and you will look like a freaking moron in this industry. Okay. Always remember. If they want to be a part of your crew or a part of your fan base, what have you, they will follow because they like everything about you and what you are doing. They like your passion. They like your drive. They like your music that you are producing, that you are DJing, that you, you know, your energy when you're DJing, your energy when you promote it, your energy when they come and see you. I'm going to tell you right now, when I was at Blur Nightclub, the first person there and the last one to leave remember that newcomers if you want to be big you are the first one there the last one to leave you shake everyone's hand from 10 o'clock for the deal that you give out as a promoter and say hey if you guys show up before 10 o'clock i will give you all the free drink card that was back in the day i don't know how that goes now but i'm using that as an example is i will give out a free drink card and all you blur people that are listening to this podcast right now you know what i'm talking about is when you come into blur i was there till 10 o'clock because I didn't go on until midnight. I will shake your hand. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. Hey, what's good to see you. Glad that you're back. Make sure to go to this person. She'll make you a special drink. Don't forget to get the Ropsky, my drink, baby. You have to make sure you're promoting every single level. You go to the bar, you got your Ropsky. You have a G-bomb. Everyone knows what to order when they come Most out for definitely. you. When you walk in that door and you introduce, hey, good to see you, John. Good to see you, Joe. Hey, Mary, good to see you. Hey, Stephanie, good to see you, blah, blah, blah. You know, hey, everybody that's coming out for you and you do that, that means a lot to them because any other promoter that promotes them, hey, Rob, I'd love for you to come out. You come out and like, hey, good to see you. They don't talk to you for the rest of the night. You're a fucking number. Make sure that you make sure that the people that you want out are not a fucking number. They are somebody that's appreciative and you're appreciative of them coming out to see you at your show. They will come out. They will tell everybody, Hey, I had a good time at Rob's like, Hey, you like house music? You guys got to come out. You know what? You should have your birthday over at Rob's place where he DJs at. He throws a phenomenal party. Very nice guy has his own drink. That's how you guys make a name for yourself. 
That's number one. Be humble. Don't be cocky. Don't beg for somebody to like you because it's not going to work. You're going to look like a fucking idiot. Well, uh, I, and let me add to that. You know, everything you said, man, is, is, is right on point. But the reality of it is there's one thing you have to remember, uh, whether you're a producer, whether you're a DJ, whether it doesn't matter, man. I'm going to give you one, one, one piece of advice, and you're getting this for free. Ka-ching. Don't believe your own hype. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't believe your own hype. Dead on. He's not. You're, he's he's spitting. You, you're going to have right people now. around you. Spitting. You're going to have people around you. Gee, you're the shit. You're the bomb. You just got a Grammy. You just got signed with Capital. You're doing this. You're doing that. Don't believe the hype. You have to grind it out every day, and you have to be respectful of every person. Listen, my brother called me and said, "Gee, I'm doing this new show. It's backstage, and I couldn't think of anybody else I want for my first show than you because true you, story. You gave me my start. You, we, we, you know, damn right. And you're doing all these exciting things with Capitol Records with Billy Myers. I'm so proud of this guy right here, man. And and you're starting your new label, and I I couldn't think of anybody else." to be on my first show, would you do it? I didn't even blink an eye and I said, bass, I'm on a plane. I'm there. And this is why I want to let everyone know being humble in the industry and the er, early in the show when we talked about how we met, you can see how strong a relationship can get when you see passion. Mm-hmm. And you want to be around passionate, positive people. Now, granted, I have personal problems like anyone else does but the point is, is that do, brothers are going to be there for each other no matter we what all do. outside this industry Amen. if you can understand that you have a personal life as well and things are going to possibly sideline you not a problem never give up on your dream for and sure. I mean that and a little background story about me G you know this I used to be on TV at 14 years old yep. live television for sports preview Yep, back in Bolingbrook, Illinois was on that show Interviewed Tiger Woods' caddy, was at Michael Jordan's restaurant at a very young age. We were nominated for five awards at the AT&T Broadband. Now, what I'm saying is that people can share stories. They, I'm not bragging right now. This is a story. This is an, a, an, an, it, it's a huge achievement for me. It's something that needs to be said to be an influencer. I could, we both can be influencers right now to a newcomer that's listening in to the House Jack City podcast backstage, by the way. Um, but you know, Hey, listen, overall, you got to be humble. You have to be appreciative and it's okay to talk about your attributes and everything, you know, that you are good at your achievements overall and your accomplishments. Very important. And let me say, let me, let me just say, I mean, anybody listening to this podcast, you know, I know you guys hear a lot of these old timers and everybody's bitching about you're not using vinyl you're not using this you're not really mixing blah 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 listen They're all wrong listen i'm just here to say i've been in this game for a long time and i will give this advice do what you do yeah do what you do follow your passion follow your passion you're not going to succeed unless you fail remember that yes and all i would say is no matter what you do do it for real if you want to be a dj whether it's you're using jump drives, whether you're using computer, whether you're using just don't use vinyl. the same button, man. No, just Please. blend, and ladies. Bro. Just blend. Learn the craft. That's all I would say is learn the craft. Listen, learn the craft. You know, I I, I just got the new CDJs. 
you know, I got to deal with Pioneer. So they sent me the new CDJs. And I've been playing with them in the studio. And I'm like, holy shit. I literally don't have to do anything. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm like literally like I'm 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 understanding what you young DJs that can afford these you know decks have at your hands at your fingertips. Yeah, us old guys we never had this. We had to learn the hard way. But I would say to keep the craft, you know, authentic, right? Don't give into the technology. Don't. Please you use the technology. I get it, man. You know, if you can do a couple loops and you can do a couple drops where it makes it a little easier because you have the technology to do that, God bless. And, and I'm not mad at that, but never, never not learn the functionality of what it really means to be a DJ. How do I blend from one track to the next track? And don't slam your shit. Please, please <laughs> don't do that. He's about a couple of G-bombs in, so he's a little No, but seriously, don't slam your shit. Listen. You know the, what I'm talking uh, about. I, I would take it. Actually, I got to be honest with you, Bass. Some you can, but don't slam every I've fucking track. I've seen a lot. I've, I, you know, I tour a lot, and I've seen a lot of DJs that precede me. And I will take a slam over a guy that just hits the sync button any day. Yeah, but it depends what kind of slam, G. It really does. It, really, it, it, I gotta be honest with you. It really does. The depend. sync button is the worst. Because, no, it really is because they don't even don't do wrong. nothing. Like my just, son, can, they're just they're he's just DJing pumping. Now. They're just pumping their fist up in the air, and the computer's doing everything. And yeah. it's like, oh, you're missing the whole point of the craft. And that's the that's the thing I'm telling you. You know, like my my son is starting to DJ. He has this Newmark Party Mix, right? Yeah. And he got it for Christmas from Santa. Everyone that believes in Santa, he got Ooh. it for him. And uh, you know. I started teaching him how to use things. And I said, you see that button right there? What does that say? He goes, sync. I go, yeah. Never use it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Or you're grounded. (laughs) You're fucking grounded. Don't ever touch that sync button. Actually, I got to tell you, I saw an article just recently published um, in the DMA Entertainment Log about why the sync button is good. For For live performances? So I said, yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to be this naysayer, this old curmudgeon that's going to be like, sing. let me let me see what they're talking about. And so they talked about, you know, the sync button is good because you can then, while it's syncing the mixes for you, you're able to do your hot cues and you're able to do other things that make a more productive show, more lively show, you know? Mm-hmm. And I get that, and it made kind of sense to me what they were what they were trying to achieve, right? I, I saw what they were trying to explain, like the the sync, because I'm not worried about mixing now, so I'm going to worry more about hot cues and how I can bring in other elements into the vibe, right? And I get that, and and actually, I kind of for a second, just for a second, base, just for a second, <laughs> I actually was open to the idea, and then I said to myself. But where did it all this start? Where did it all start? Where'd it go? Did it start with the hot cues? Did it start with the edits? Did it start with the I can drop my name in? Did it, where did it's it start? It's all push button, man. And it, where, it sucks. But where, but where did it start? It started with 
the purification of mixing and, and what it really means to blend records. And God bless the guy. Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, God bless the people back in the 70s and 80s. God bless the guys at the Limelight. God bless the guys at Studio 54. Oh, Studio 54. These guys were blending disco records that were like not made to be blended, but they found a way to do it. That's what this that's what this craft started on. How to blend records together so you would never ever stop dancing. Exactly. That's where it started. Yeah, exactly. How do definitely I keep, in the 70s. How do I keep a thousand people at Studio 54, two thousand people at Studio 54? How do I keep them dancing? We're never stopping because the beat never you never heard a stop in the beat. Did you ever uh, watch the documentary of Studio 54 on Netflix? Yes. Awesome, right? It was great. And it makes a lot of sense. And all of it's true. And I tell you what, with as many times they've been, what, shut down and the lines and the celebrities they had to turn down and Michael Jackson showing up all the time and very close with them. And, you know, then one of the owners died of AIDS. Wasn't it AIDS? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jesus, I tell you. It, it 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 started something, and then the '80s came, and then you know we can name a few artists that started house music. You know Farley, uh, we, a lot of people. I, I I'm going to give you a name that people don't recognize a lot, but I will tell you right now, Terry Hunter. Terry Hunter, yeah. Terry Hunter. I, I let me tell you something. Terry Hunter was on the forefront of house music. You know, and. Uh, I'm proud to know that guy. I'm proud to have his cell phone number in my phone. I can call Terry Hunter right now. I, I'm that guy was on the forefront of house music. He saw house music. I mean, he signed to a label we won't mention, but <laughs> <laughs> that kind of abused his abilities. But the reality of it is, he is the most respected house guy in the industry in Chicago and in New York. Mm. Trust me, Tony Humphreys and all those guys from New York, you drop Terry Hunter's name, they're bowing down. So man props to Terry Hunter. That's all I got to say. And, you know, that's another thing with newcomers that are in the Chicagoland area. Like, listen, remember where you came from. You grew up in Chicago. If you want to DJ house music, produce house music, make sure you understand the art of house music. You are from Chicago. Now, another thing is, as I've been talking about for months, maybe almost a year now, and shout out again to Brian S., because we talked about this as well. The Chicago house scene is dying. Dead. Dead shit. And that's, and you know, one, one thing that, you know, when, when it comes to Chicago and house dying, when you DJ in places, even in Chicago, and they're like, hey, man, can you play this and you're in you're in the middle of a house set right and someone tries to request a song you're like motherfucker this ain't the burbs this is house music you're not even supposed to be up here requesting a song that's when you know the scene is dying that's when you know it's dead and this show what i want to do is bring a bunch of artists on and i know we're going to have some big guests here in the future GCP will be back many a times when he's in oh, town. Yeah. He's always invited. You're my brother, man. First show, always any show he wants to come in on. I don't care who the fuck is here. He's always going to be here. GCP for life on House Station and, and Podcast. Listen, Remember that. Let me let me just say this, man. I got to say this, base because it needs to be said. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not one of these guys that, you know, listen, all you young guys starting out or in the game right now, hear me out. I'm not bashing anything y'all do. I'm not either. No one the is. Base isn't either. No one is. It, well, we're, we're, we're just to, being real. What we're trying to give you guys is the insight of what we've been through, the 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 trauma, the damages, the bad contracts, the bullshit we've been through. And then also what we see from a, a perspective of how where we came from. Listen, here's the here's the reality of it is club owners and people that are gonna pay you. Okay, people that are going to pay you. Let's keep it real. Club owners, uh, resorts, pe- people that are going to pay you understand the industry. And they understand that they can get a $50 DJ that will hit auto sync all day long. Or play a pre-recorded mix. Or play a pre-recorded mix. It doesn't matter. But that's not what it's about, right? It's about quality. It's not about quantity. Okay. It's about quality. Kind of like this podcast, very good quality. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. But the reality of it is, every DJ out there needs to hear this, man. The reality is this, and if I cannot give you guys one thing, I will give you this. You need to look out for each other, and you need to understand it's about the quality. It's not about the quantity. And what okay? he means by quantity is you don't have to bring 100 people out. If you still suck, you suck. Remember that. Well, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if you go into a Hilton garden Inn or a Hilton property and they say, we want you to be our DJ and we're going to pay you $100 a night and you're hitting the auto sync button, okay? But then you got a guy like Bass that'll come in and go, I want $300 a night, but I'm going to move your crowd. Damn right. I'm going to make sure your crowd has a good time. That's the difference, right? That's the difference. And also make sure you're getting hired for the Zandra you do. Because well, true, if, if, if you go in and you know that you're a house DJ, but there is a miscommunication, even in contracts, they can say, yeah, we'll pay you 300 an hour. Uh, we do have the Pioneer equipment, um, this, that, and the other. They don't mention music, which is a big mistake. You always want to make sure in your contract that you have the type of music you are going to play. Because if anyone does come up to you and management and says, we didn't hire you for uh, house music, we want a top 40 in country, you pull the contract out. You play house music. You go with the contract that was signed. Never breach your own contract. It is not your fault that they did not communicate or understand the concept of the contract. Remember that. Always. That's huge. Something huge that people miss out on. We're talking about make sure you read the contract, G, and every read little it, aspect, every the fine print, everything. The back, take a magnifying glass. There might be some hidden shit you might not know of. Read every single piece of, uh, of paper, of the font that's on the paper. Front side, back side, up, down, whatever. Rip it up. See if there's a secret code. Who gives a fuck? Just read the goddamn contract because you never know who might be backing that establishment or that, you know, promotion company that hired you. So make sure that you watch your ass on every aspect of paper. Read it, read, read, read. If you don't know how to read, have someone read it for you because it's very important to protect yourself in this industry. And trust me, getting into that, you know, I want to segue right into a G because I can't wait no more. 
I can't do it. Let's go. I can't. I, I, I have to get into it. Now, some people might know that I had a gig not too long ago last year. Not going to name any names. Not going to name the club. If you're listening, you should listen hard and listen carefully. Because you never know who you can trust. You never know what you're getting into until you're into it. Now, when I talk about a handshake contract, this is something that I would do with G. Handshake contract. I would never make G sign a contract. Because G would never fuck me over. And I would never fuck G over. So we shake a hand and say, yeah, I got this gig for you. You will have handshake gigs. There's no problem in having handshake gigs. That's not my, you know, my, my point here. Never, you don't have to have your mom sign a contract if you don't want to. But if you think you know, she's been shady with you before, have your mom sign a contract. My point is with G, he's never been shady to me. Handshake contract. And it's okay to have them, guys and girls. So if you are out there doing a gig and you have a handshake, you think you're going to be taken care of. So I was early in the night, had some drink cards, whatnot. They wanted me to open, not a problem. Like I said, you got to be consistent in this industry to be a headline. And I was headlined back in the day. G knows this. I've headlined a lot of places. The point is, is when you're not relevant, you're not going to headline. So you're going to take what you can get. And I love playing. So this establishment was pretty popular in the area it's in. And I DJed. Had a great three-hour set. Was only supposed to be two, by the way. But the staff was having a great time. People that were there were having a great time. And um, I was expected to get a certain amount of money. Well, during my set, normally at this establishment, I get an envelope with my name on it. And I get handed the envelope during my set. It didn't happen. And uh, I was getting a little concerned. So the next DJ that came on, or that was on after me, he had a few people there, and they kept asking, hey, uh, when is this person going to get on? I'm like, uh, I don't know. I looked at my watch. I'm like, I think like 20 minutes. So 20 minutes was up, and I'm like, where the fuck is this guy? It doesn't show up. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to keep playing. And I'm having a good time, guys. Listen, if money really isn't that much of a thing at the stature that I was at. Because, like, once again, when you reboot your career or reboot your dream or whatever you want to call it, your your goals. When you reboot your goals, you're going to do whatever it takes to get there. And you love doing it. So I want to make that perfectly clear. So I'm I'm DJing. I'm going on, you know, another 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck, where is this guy? He finally comes up. He goes, hey, man, can you... Um yeah, there's my accent, by the way. I'm in character. Hey, man, can you uh, go ahead and DJ like a little bit more? I'm going to go smoke a cigarette, uh, get the drink and the piss real quick. Well, you're going to be fucking kidding me. I put out the money signal, you know, where you rub your fingers and thumbs together or thumbs, thumb together. And you're like, uh, yeah, more money. I'll do it. And he thought I was joking. No, I wasn't. So I went on. He came up there finally about 20 minutes later and uh, took over and said, thanks, man. Your set was fucking great. So thanks, cool. So I got my USB drive, go up to the person, and the person told me, oh, didn't expect you to get paid tonight. Oh, didn't expect you to get paid tonight. <sighs> well, we have a fucking problem. Houston, we have a problem. And uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I almost fucking did World War Three in that bitch because three hours... That bar was making money. People were dancing. I was throwing on one of the best sets of my life, and I get that. So I get a call later 
or excuse me, I'm gonna call a text later after I got home, after I was bitching and complaining to my girl about the whole situation. And ironically enough, I get a text, hey man, you're definitely worth more than what I paid you. I'm gonna send you some more because you, you deserve it. Well, the person sent me the money, but through PayPal and the dickhead move that it was, <laughs> you know how PayPal gives fees? You can easily say friends and family and not have to pay a fee or get a fee on the receiving end. I had to pay a dollar seventy-five fee. So I didn't even get the full amount of money he promised me. Even a bigger dick move. So guys, girls, listen. Never, never do a handshake with someone that you feel is shady because you will not get your money <laughs> and they ain't worth shit to you. All right, let me let me chime in on this. <laughs> Go for it. Listen, guys, what it comes down to is your money. There's, there's only two things you need to worry about in this business. And, and I'm going to tell you, I, I've tried to live my life by this. It's the money that you make, and it's the respect that you earn. Earn. Remember that. Okay. Earn. And, and not, not necessarily you're always going to hit both of those goals, right? So sometimes you may hit the respect that you earned, but you may not make the money. And sometimes you'll make the money and not disrespect you and you're earned. So I'm telling you, it's like, don't sell out for the money. You know, sell out for it more of how do I get the respect? Because, listen, and and I'm I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to drag this down because this is a basic podcast. What I'm trying to say is. No, man, it's all you, brother. Your special guest. At the end of the day, man, I can tell you this. Anybody that has ever dealt with me, they will tell you, right, wrong, or indifferent, G has always had our best interests at heart. That's right. And it may not it, it may not have panned out as I had promised, and sometimes it just happens that way. But the reality of it is I've never, ever lied to anybody or I always tried to do the best by people. So when you guys are out there, these new artists, these new DJs, when you guys are out there, I, I can I can't the only advice I can give you, the best advice I can give you. Cannot stress enough. There you go. Nice, nice <laughs> falsetto there, my guy. Thank you. Let me put you on the next G record. I got you, baby. Um <laughs> the reality of it is, man, don't sell yourself out. Don't give your character up. Listen, my father told me one thing in my life. And well, he told me a couple things, but the one thing he, <laughs> he did tell he me, told a me a couple things. And, I, and I'll tell you, my father, I, I gotta tell you, my father was a vault of wisdom. And you know, one time he told me, he said, Son, let me tell you something never sell your character out. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they can take your money, they can take your property, they can take your pride, they can take your life, they can take your pride. But what they can never take is your character. That's correct. So if you're always good with people and you try to do the best by people, at the end of the day, man, it it may not seem like it sometimes, but it will pan out. It will pan out. And so when Bass is talking about, you know, what he was talking about, he, you know, I've been there. I've been there where he's been. I've, I've understood what he's talking about. I've been there. I've been on that end of the contract where like, you're expecting two grand and you got 200. <laughs> right. It's like, what just happened? Right. You know, I've been there. But 
the truth of the matter is, is like you put your head up, you don't talk shit about anybody and you keep moving forward and you learn from that lesson. That's why we talk about the contracts and we talk about how that works. We've been through the fucking shit end of the pole, people. Right. I mean, right. this is what we're sharing right now, just so you all know. So, I mean, let's talk about, because I know we got a lot of time, we're running out of time, because I got to catch a yeah. <laughs> plane. Yeah, you got to get out of here soon. Yeah, but let's talk about, I, I think we really need to talk about contracts and, and, and properties and for these young guys that are starting out. I, I mean, I think it's important for them to understand that. No, for sure. No, and that's why I feel that when this podcast continues here in the future with my solos and other artists and... Um, you know, I have more guests coming. I have a huge guest coming on here soon. You got I, a lot of good guests coming. Yeah, man. and I don't want to name them yet. I'm just, I'm just proud. You asked me to be the first number one, one baby. Number I appreciate one. that, man, because hey. I seen, the, I see your lineup. Yeah, I was like, God damn, he asked me before him. Number one, baby. God bless him, man. Number one, man. Hell yeah. So we're coming down to the final stretch here on the show. And G, once again, thank you so much for being on the show, on the podcast, number one, episode one. That's where we're at. And, uh, you know. Thank you for having the G-bombs available. Fuck yeah, man. (laughs) You think I'm not going to go out and get the G-bombs set up for you? You know, whoever saw the pregame show on Instagram and, and, and Facebook, you you saw that I had the G bombs ready to go. You did it. Let, I did. Let's look. Let, take a look. Can we? I'm, I'm filming right this right now for. Yes. Her. Can we send a shout out to Candice? Candice, shout out from Rob and G. From starting the G bomb trend. Starting the G bomb trend. Hey, back, right back here. In the upstairs lounge eclipse days. Eclipse days where I was there. You were there. JJ Flores, T Smooth, oh, holy Steve shit! Smooth. Shout out to who, them. Who you and I are going to meet down in South Miami? I already called. Yes, them. we will be there with them. them. Can't wait to see JJ and Steve. It's going to be good. Good shit. So I just want to end the other segment. Newcomers, remember everything we said, our opinion. It's, you know, however you want to take it. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. It is constructive criticism. And if you have a mentor at all in this industry, listen to what they have to say. Go by experience. Don't go by ego. Never go by ego. Stay away from people that have an ego. You want to stay around people that are looking out for you, but aren't going to fucking baby you because no one babies each other in this industry. We will tell you, hey, man, you're fucking up or hey, girl, you're fucking up. The point is, is you want to make sure that you are comfortable with yourself. You understand the industry. You know what you need to do to improve. This industry is all about learning and all about improving every single fucking day technology in this industry changes every six months you have to keep up to date or you are out of the loop and you're not relevant anymore so you really have to be on top of this industry or you will not make it now it's like everyone else says my daddy always said hey son don't worry girls are a dime a dozen it's the same thing in this industry we djs and producers are a dime a dozen it's okay If you don't fail, you're not going to succeed. Learn failure. If you fail and you feel down, don't ever say, I give up. That's fine. You learn from it, you move on, and you get stronger, and you fucking figure it out. Well, and I want to add to that, man. Listen, at the end of the day, man, um, there's a lot of animosity between the old crew and the new crew. There really is. Let's let's make sure we we are old crew. We need to talk about that. We are old crew. We we need to talk about that. There's a lot of... I, dude, it amazes me. I go on Facebook and I see 
uh, you know, old school DJs or yeah. DJs that still stay true to the vinyl or CDJs with the discs or dump drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're ripping on DJs that use their laptops. Guys, listen, I've been there. I've been to the mountain. I've been to the basement. Uh, and I've been back to the mountain. You're in the basement okay. right now, by the way, soon. I am in I am in your basement, actually. <laughs> but I prefer this basement because it's got a lot of G-bombs. Hell yeah, brother. No, but seriously, guys. I mean, for you young guys or guys that have been in it for a while and just really getting cutting your teeth, listen, guys, don't don't listen to any of this shit, okay? <laughs> I'm just telling you, don't listen to nobody. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to bass. Don't listen to nobody. Stay true to one thing. You got in this business because the music drove you. That's right. I don't care whether you use the sync button or you don't use it. I, I would prefer you not to use the sync button because, listen, when you're learn, learning a certain religion, okay? When you're learning a certain religion, you can learn the basics of it or you can go to the next level, right? And so when I, when I talk about music and about the exploration of music and the exploration of DJing, for you to get past the technology and be able to blend those beats and understand what that really truly means, you know, in your soul. Exactly. That I can take a Michael Jackson, I can blend it with a fucking David Guetta because I'm just retarded that way. Yeah. And I hear something that I think works. That's the artistry of being a DJ. But everybody needs to realize what DJ and where where did it come from? Where was where was Correct. the roots from? Chicago, baby, remember that. Well, I mean Chicago, but but well, disco days you can go all the way back. The reality of it is the roots is. Mm -hmm. Listen, guys, I'm going to give you this right now as a DJ. If you anybody that's out there DJing, I'm going to tell you right now why DJs count is because because they can take one track, go to another track that is completely unrelated. And go to another track that is completely unrelated. But yet the crowd never knows that they switch genres. That's the true meaning of a DJ. I could play a disco track. I could play a hard house track. I could play a top 40 track. And you would never feel the change. That's what a real DJ is. And I'm just encouraging all you young DJs out there. Don't lose sight of that, man. Don't don't use. Listen, you can hit the sync button and it's gonna smash it together for you. But the reality of it is, when the computer is smashing the mix together for you, you lose the ability to learn how to program. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. And the reality of it is, anybody that's been in this game long enough knows it's not just about the blending, but it's really about the programming. See, because they feed into each other, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play uh, a beat. I'm not gonna play a track that's at 132. And and before anyone like wonders what the hell is he talking about programming? If you don't know what the hell programming is, you might want to YouTube it now. Pause this podcast, learn, come back. G will explain. Go ahead, because he doesn't need to be explaining this shit. Yeah, pro I mean, programming is all about reading your crowd, right? The problem with the sync button and the problem with coming with pre-mixed tracks and pre-mixed mixes is that you've already pre-mixed it. Correct. You have no idea who's showing up at that club that night. Yeah. But you already have a pre-mixed set that is already playing live. Guess what? Newsflash. That hip nightclub you were opening up for tonight, 
all of a sudden, three wedding parties showed up with 50-year-olds. And they don't want to hear goddamn Tiesto. And they don't want to hear David Guetta. They want to hear Gap Band Party Train. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're a DJ. You're there to entertain. That's correct, yep. You're not there for any... Guys, don't get it twisted. Please, don't get it twisted. You are there to entertain the crowd that shows up at that nightclub. You never know who's going to show up every given night. So you have to be able to call an audible. The only way you can call an audible is if you know how to blend your music. If you rely on the computer and you rely on preset mixes, you will never be able to please the crowd that shows up that night. Because Thursday you may have all 21-year-old single chicks, bachelorette parties, everybody's having a great time. And they'll vibe off your goddamn EDM set you presetted. Come Friday, you may have 45-year-olds with a bachelor party or a bachelorette party and they're all spending a fucking $100, $200, $300 at the bar. And they don't want to hear goddamn fucking Tiesto. Yeah. They want to hear goddamn Gap Band. So how the fuck do you blend in Gap Band and bring in Tiesto and still interject that shit so they understand and they learn music? Know your effects. You're an educator. Know your effects. Know the art of every single element that's in a track. Now, newcomers, what he's talking about is transitioning from, let's say, Tech House to a top 40 song, to a pop song, whatever the case may be. Learn your instruments. Learn your BPM. Learn the way the mixer works and use it to its advantage and understand the art. And when we talk about understanding the art, we're talking about highs, lows, mids. We're talking about synths, reverb, effects overall. Okay. So make sure you know the craft first. Very important advice that I, I can give you and G can give you. So, so I mean, I just want to end with this. Is like, let me just say this. Go for it. Yeah. All you young bloods, I, <laughs> I get it, man. You guys hear all these old DJs. I, I've seen the posts. I look at Facebook. I look on all these other post places. And all these guys are just bashing you young guys. Like, oh, stop this and stop that. Listen, do what you do. I, I'm all about it. What I'm saying to you guys is that the reality of it is to really learn the craft, you have to own the craft. And to own the craft is you have to learn to be able to blend program without a computer or somebody else telling you how to do it. That's all it's about. I think sync has its purposes. I think there's a, a, a ability to sync that makes it good. But I think a lot of DJs today are using it as a crutch. And I think they're learning, they're forgetting to learn the basics. Learn the basics, guys. Please. That's all I'm saying. So we have an update. Breaking news. We are low on Red Bull. We have a half. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I got to catch a plane. I, I got to. <laughs> We have. I, half I, I almost want to just cancel my flight and just spend the night. <laughs> I'm having a great time, base. I, I, I thank you so much it, for having me. I'm having me, a good brother. time. Hey, cheers. Thank cheers. you so much for having me, man. Cheers, man. No, and I'm blessed to be. Thank you so much for inviting me as your first show. I appreciate no, it. No, man. Thank you for being here. 
And I promise we are not jerking each other off. I, w- I would hope you edit out all my slurs, though. <laughs> no, don't, don't no, make, I'm slurring too. Because my kids are going to hear me, content. and my kids, my daughters are always busting my chops. They're like, "Dad, you're give, old." Give me a shout out. Give me a shout out. First name. Shout out to Cammy and Nico, who's can't be here. That daughter as well. Yeah, and uh, Kelsey. Oh, we're going to talk about Kelsey real quick. We will be. We will be coming and, soon. And uh, my son Anthony. So God bless them. I, they're, the, they're the joys of my life. And uh, they tell me every day how I need to grow up, but that's never going to happen. Well, hey, <laughs> you're hanging with Bass right now here on the House Jack City podcast backstage. There's nothing they can do about it. Nico, you're missing out. You could have been on the podcast. Could have been. Could have been, but you're sleeping with your dogs. Not a problem. I get it. Family first. But we miss you here as well. Um, All right, guys. We're going to be ending the show here soon, but we have a couple more topics to talk about. And I want to get into Miami real quick. Okay. Since we're kind of still on newcomers and this show is new, it's the first show, let's keep it real. This is being filmed in February. We all know that March is... The winter Super music Bowl, baby. The mu- winter music conference. Super Bowl of everything. If- Which, when I tell you, I have an inside story about that. I cannot wait. Let's let's hold that for a second because let's explain to the newcomers. Hey, how do I get myself out there? Hey, what should I do? If you have the luxury of living in the Miami area or anywhere close to it in Florida, this is a no-brainer. You better fucking go because this is the Super Bowl of every type of networking you can possibly do as an artist, as a DJ, as a producer, whatever the case may be, get your ass to Winter Music Conference and join anything you can. Pay for it. You're going to spend some money, but it's going to be worth it in the end. Okay? And G can back me up on this here in a second. But my point is, is we're already talking about me coming down there, baby. Because I have friends that are going to be... You're coming down. I have friends that are DJing at the Clevelander and my boy that I grew up with works at the Clevelander, and it's like me winning the Lucky Day Lotto here in Illinois. So that is a rarity. Why do I not go, right? Yeah. So my point is to everybody, if you have the ability to get a plane ticket, very cheap, get down to Miami. Fly in a, if you want to save some money, go to Fort Lauderdale. Go to Fort Lauderdale, stay in a hotel there, and drive your ass 50 minutes to Miami. It's straight south. Now 95, you can't fucking miss it, and just fucking go. And uh, this is the Super Bowl of networking flyers all over the place. You follow the Winter Music Conference on Facebook, any social media outlet, you will know where everything's at. Find your piece. Find what you are interested in. Get there. Network. Have business cards. Have demos. Have everything ready to go. A press kit. Press kit's very important, by the way. And yeah. we, we should talk about that. Press kit's very important. Have that ready to go. You don't have a press kit, don't fucking do anything. And to be honest with you, I'm working on mine. So that's why I'm starting this podcast. Hey, everybody, I'm doing a podcast. So that's why the House Jack City podcast is starting out slow, but we're going to get big, baby. And the thing is, have your shit ready when you want to drop the big bomb. Well, you know yeah, I mean? let me just talk about the music conference. So I've been going there for many years. Um, and I will tell you, uh, it's where some of the biggest were, were you with. <laughs> Listen, hold on, real quick. Just got a text message from your son. Your son just said, "My bad. I fucking passed out getting changed after work and just woke up." Yeah. Did we not say that in the beginning? He's of a the loser. Podcast? <laughs> I love my son. He's not his father, though. 
So anyway, um, I will tell you guys, listen, when it comes to the Music Winter Conference, uh, the reality of it is you do have the opportunity to meet a lot of people. Uh, give you a perfect example. I, I was down over Top Minor. We opened up for David Guetta. And David Guetta was just starting out. But we met David. He was just starting out. He was a nobody. And we opened up for him. He's also now known as Jack Back. Remember that? He is. Jack yeah. Back. Um, Chris Willis. Okay. Chris Willis sang all the main vocals for David Guetta. Yes. Me and Chris. Didn't and he do Todd, The World Is Mine? Chris Willis and I, we were doing G Bombs together. Yeah. Uh, we were down at the Winter Music Conference. We were with Chris Willis. We ended up, because he was jacked up, we, Todd, myself, and Chris stumbled into a bar. And who met us at the door was Jellybean Bernitas. Jellybean Benitez, who Jellybean produced Madonna in her beginning stages. He was having a party. So it's all about networking, guys. And it's a, great, it's a great place to network. You guys really should come down and check it out. It's a, it's a good time. We are coming to the end shortly, soon. Hey, we got to talk about my daughter's new record. Yeah, we are. We're getting to that. And another thing, uh, he has to hit the uh, head real quick. But got to hit the G-bomb head real quick. But we're going to talk about his label here coming up here shortly. Guys, listen, demos. Anything you guys are doing right now, um, if you're doing house music, tropical house, whatever the case may be, are you a vocalist? You better hit G up, okay? He's going to tell his socials when he gets back. He's going to want to hear your demos, so make sure that you listen on in, get the information, get your shit together, and make sure you have a press kit. I can't stress it enough. Uh, We have exclusive news as well. He's going to be dropping a track with his daughter. And let me tell you, I listened to this track, and you guys are going to hear it here at the end of the show. That's how we're going to close the show out. And it's called I Can't Get Enough, the G. Kefeli Project featuring Casey, your daughter. This is awesome, man. It's really cool. And I want you to talk about that right now since we can segue right into it. Doing a track with a family member, that has to be, you know, you've been in for a long time. It's and this, crazy, man. This has to be awesome, <laughs> crazy. right? Like when, when you hear the final production, and I was with you. Yeah, in, you were. In the car. You were. And, and you showed it to me for the first time. I said, I, said, and, Mace, I, I had a place there for you that I, I want, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Yeah. I just want your honest opinion. Yeah. And I, I, I said, this is fucking great. This and, is you dope. Know, You're like, this is dope. It is fucking dope. And here, like, it's my daughter. And here's the thing, guys. <laughs> here's the thing. Another thing, too, that I want everyone to separate themselves from. If you just like Tech House, don't fucking judge people if they're playing Vocal House, Groove House, whatever the case may be. It's all music, brother. Listen to the art form of what they're trying to music. present to you. It's all music. G has a great track, and I'm setting it up right now because this track is phenomenal, man. And listen, with you you know, on this track and having your daughter do the vocals on it was fantastic, man. Yeah. And I don't want you to give any names away, but you told me a story on who it was originally for, and then you're like, yeah, it didn't work out too well. I want to try my daughter, and your daughter was just a phenomenal catch yeah, yeah, on this crazy. track, right? It, everything's meant to be, right? It, it was, it was. So actually, you, you know, you have a couple of tracks, and you know, you can share that with your future podcast. But um, I had a a, a a a beautiful girl that I knew from the club business, and she said, "Gee, I want to, I want to cut records," and I said, "Okay." So she was gorgeous. I mean, I'm not stupid. She was hot. So I'm like, oh, let's get you in the studio. And she was one of those singers that 
learned a song and could sing it because she learned the song. But if you put her in another element, she couldn't. She couldn't hit those notes, right? So she could imitate well, but she couldn't sing a new song, right? So when I brought her in the studio, I immediately was like, "Oh, this is not working out." She's not hitting these notes. This is terrible. Yeah. So the funny thing about it is I said, okay, look, you're hot as fuck. So just start talking sexy in a microphone. You. Just start talking sexy in a microphone. Hey, and she said, well, I can talk sexy in a microphone in a British accent if that works. And me and I was working with Todd. Todd was my Good partner. Good old Todd. Good old Shout Todd. Shout out to Todd Miner. And we got to talk about Todd before I Oh, we will. We will. Interview. For sure. And... um we were in the studio and she started talking sexy in British, uh, this British accent. And Todd and I both had headphones on. I wish I could have had a camera to catch me and Todd. We were both, she was behind us in the studio in, in the sound booth doing the vocals. And Todd and I both looked at each other and like, we had this look like, holy fuck, that's hot. And so we were <laughs> like, yeah, that's the new track. So long story short, uh, she went off to her own thing and I chopped up her vocals and made another track. But I still had this great record that I wrote that I thought was a great record. And uh, it was a record I wrote and I said, uh, you know, I really got to find a singer. And my daughter was with me one day and she said, uh, I think I want to try it. And I said, well, are you sure this is what you want to do? Because it's a commitment thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You, you know, you, you have to make a deadline or something like this. Yeah. You have to. Or and it's never going to get done. Yeah. And she said, Dad, no, I want to do it. You know, something I want to do. And, you know, and, you know, long story short, her mother and I got divorced and, and I had saw my daughter's potential 10 years prior. I, I saw her in a school play and I heard her sing a solo. Uh, and I was like, even Nico, Nico was with me that day, actually. By the way, he did fall asleep again. He, he did fell fall asleep, asleep. Yeah, and I'm, just I'm woke up. I'm, I'm really ashamed about yeah. my son's performance. But anyway, <laughs> I taught him better. But anyway. Uh, love you, Nico. I, we do love you, Nico. So it was funny. Nico and I were sitting at my daughter's school play, and she sang the solo. And Nico looked at me, and she's like, Dad. He said, Dad, she's lip syncing, right? And I go, no, she's not. And afterwards, my ex-wife had, it was funny because my ex-wife ran right up to me after the play. Don't get any ideas. Don't sell her to Disney. Don't, don't get, don't, don't try to put her out on the, you know. And she was like very protective of my daughter right away. And I respected that. I got backed off, you know. Because for me, you know, I never want to force anybody into anything. If if it's something that that's their passion and they want to do, then I want to support that. So fast forward a couple of years, and my daughter came to me and said, "Hey, Dad, I want. I think I want to do this. I think I I got the talent, and I think you believe in me, and I want I want to do it. Can you write a record for me?" I said, "Well, actually, I have this record <laughs> that I wrote for somebody else. Yes, that is she could not sing for shit." And so I put my daughter in the studio and then, you know, you know, you'll, you know, there's these one moments in your life that you could cut a record with your daughter. And so, you know, I rewrote the record so I could have a little rap part in it for me because if nothing else, if it never hits, you know, at least at the end of the day, um, it's a record my daughter and I did together, you know, and, you know, one day I'll be gone 
and my daughter will be here, and she can look back and say, that was my record with my dad. And she's going to, you know, keep the legacy alive. She will. She will. I, and you know what? And, On the music side, but the whole family, baby. Well, the whole family. The whole family's going to keep the legacy alive. My, my biggest critic. I'm going to keep the legacy alive. Listen, my biggest my biggest critic is my oldest daughter, Cammie. She's she's the warrior. She busts my chops she all the time. She is. She's a warrior. Buddy. Oh, she's always like, warrior. dad, come yep. on. I'm. Why are you with this? 28-year-old. Right? <laughs> Why are you partying with these 28-year-olds? Uh, she doesn't get it. But long story short, I wrote this record for my daughter. I, I wrote this record, but I I altered it for my daughter. And uh, she knocked it out of part, man. She knocked it apart to the point where I shopped it to Billy, and he went to Capitol, and they're, like, very interested in the record. Uh, and it's, you know, I'm a very... Uh, when I do my remixes, I like to do a lot of vocals. Yeah. I like to do a lot of high energy, you know, stuff. You know, um, I'm very top 40 motivated, high energy stuff. But my roots are deep house, you know. So I try to bring that groove. That's why Todd and I worked so well together when we when we got put together. Because Todd was very dark. He was very deep. It was, he's not was, he still is. No, I, I got to tell you, man, honestly, Todd is very, he's very, the best thing that ever happened to Todd Miner and G. In a good way, Todd, by the way, if, if you're listening, in no, a good he, way. No, he'll be the in first a good way. one. He'll Love be you. the first one. To, he will be the first Great one. Great guy. He'll be the first one to admit it, dude. Uh, the beautiful thing, I don't think Georgie understood what he was doing yeah. when he put us together. Because once you he, guys were like, oh no, when he put us, you together, guys were right hand and left hand man. No, you guys, man. when he put us were together, together, it was over. We didn't need anybody yeah, else. You didn't. You really Todd didn't. and I actually joined up, and we were like, I don't think we need anybody else. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Um, because Todd was so dark with his mixes, and I was so top forty and R and B. You know that sound means. <laughs> Sorry, I had to cut bass you off. Is was... trying to, yeah, bass is trying to say <laughs> catch up, motherfucker. I'm trying. I, I'm looking at the clock. I got to catch a plane. I'm trying to get all this in. Yeah, go for it. Um, go for it. We, uh, hey, but there, there's no time limit. But let's try three hours. We got this. <laughs> we good. But Todd, you know, let me. Let me. I gotta say, you know, when Georgie put Todd and I together, um, I don't think anybody realized what they were doing. They put. They put. Like the perfect storm together. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Todd and I, and to this day, I he's my brother. Like without Todd Miner, I I, I I can tell you I would never be where I'm at today. Um, and I mean that. I love the guy. I mean I love him. Uh, you know, it was such a good blending of talent. And you know, say what you want, but Georgie saw it. He saw yeah, it. Sure. He saw it. Mm -hmm. And he said, he didn't say, I'm going to put you with Terry Bristol. He didn't say, I'm going to put you with Psycho Bitch, which he could have. Sure. You know, he said, I'm going to put you with Todd Miner. And he saw that chemistry. And I could tell you, when Todd and I first joined up, we bonded immediately, man. And that's where we formed G Minor Music because it was just so Todd was so dark. And I was so soulful mm -hmm. and in and, and deep house, soulful, top 40. And our blend together, I, I gave him that funk and he gave me that edge. He taught me the edge of it and I taught him the funk of it. 
And if you listen to Todd's music after we got together, and you listen to my music after we got together, you can see G's music got a little darker, mm-hmm. and Todd's music got a little funkier. Yeah. And that was just that partnership, man. And I can tell you to this day, man, uh, you know, when we broke away from Music Plant Records, and, and Todd was the one who said, you know, fuck this. Yeah. We're out. I could have stayed, but I felt like I owed it to him because I've learned so much from him and I've done so much with him. I said, nah, I got to be with my brother. I'm out too. Yeah. And then Todd, you know, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I, I'm not trying to put people words in people's mouth, but no, sure. I think from my point, whatever drove Todd, he it drove him to, I don't want to do music anymore because I'm just not, I'm fed up with the hypocrisy of it, you know? And Todd's doing great. I mean, he's got his own life. He's doing great, you know. But the thing I love about Todd is when I went off, I took a little hiatus myself, <coughs> as you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I came out of that dark area once I got settled in Florida. <coughs> and I said, I'm going to cut this new record. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to sing on it. The first thing I did was I sent it to Todd. And I said, what do you think? You know, and Todd, you know, I, I knew Todd would tell me, you're out of your fucking mind. Don't release this record. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll be like, you know what? You need a little more of this or a little more of that. But dude, I'll tell you, he texted me back and he said, partner, you're on the road to be the dance artist. You nailed it. You fucking nailed it. And getting that, getting that uh, from him, meant a lot to me because I knew Todd. Todd would never candy coat it. Todd would never sugarcoat it. He would be like, do not release this shit. <laughs> have right. somebody else sing this. Right. I love the record, but have someone else sing it. You know what I mean? Have someone else sing it. But he was not like that. He was like, dude, you're on your way. This is perfect. You did a great job, bro. Yeah. You know, um, you know Todd and I together, man, We it was G minor was the best time of my life. The best time of my life. I can't tell you any more than that. Best time of my life. We're coming down to the home stretch here. We are almost done. Um, let's talk about demos. Let's talk about your 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 label. Like, let's get yeah, right into let's it, get man. Into let's get into it. Let, you know, when did when did you start it? Why are you doing it? What are you looking for? And what type of music is coming out on the label? Well, okay. So let me let me just tell everybody. Listen, I've been very blessed. I've had a lot of good people in my life to help me along my career. Um, you know, it's no no surprise that I was with Georgie and I was with Music Plant. Todd and I got signed. Uh, we worked together. I learned a lot from Todd and uh, I had a lot of personal things going on in my life uh, as we all do. And Todd took a step away from the music business because of what he, you know, he felt about the record deal we had. Once I lost my brother, I kind of like took a step away myself uh, because really I had identified with Todd so much um, that without Todd in my life, I felt like I didn't want to do this anymore. Shout out Todd Meyer. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sending this podcast to him because <laughs> I want him to know how much I love him. Um, Todd taught me so much, and and and, and let me tell you, you know. I taught a lot to Todd about funk and about 
I gave my input to Todd and he he really accepted it. But Todd taught me the technicalities of things. You know, he showed me the software. He showed me how to use it. I mean, base, we talked about I'm not as proficient at Ableton as you are, and we've talked about how you can show me a little better how to use Ableton and And you can show me things too. I and mean, and that's, it, what, it, that's, I mean, that's what that's what that's what about, about that's what about family Girls. is about, right? That's yep. what family's about. So long story short, you know, when I lost Todd, when he decided to get out and he said, look, gee, I love you as a brother. I'll always be here for you, but I need to do my own thing. And he went off and did his own thing. I respected it and I left it like that. And I went off and did my own thing. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I can still go back to Todd and still get his feedback. I can send Todd anything. I'm like, what do you think about this track? Sure. And he'll tell me, you're batshit crazy. Don't read this that shit. Yeah. Or exactly. he'll be like, oh, your ball's on there, bro. And that's how it should be. And one thing I want to add to that is, you know, make sure that, you know, how G's telling the story about Todd, if you have a friend or a brother or family member that's like that and is supporting you that much, give them that solitude and everything you need to make sure they know they are respected and appreciative of being there for you, following your dream, and following it with them because you might have a teammate through this process and that's good because you guys are going to both build knowledge together and it's nothing that's more powerful than sharing wisdom people okay wisdom in this industry don't be fucking out there being stingy and and jealous and overall wondering why why am i not there why don't why won't people fucking talk to me, right? So it, it, it's one of those things where you need to make sure you have a Todd Miner. Make no. sure you have a Kid Wreck. Make sure you have yes. a Brian S. Make yes. sure you have someone that's going to be by your side no matter what the fuck you got going on in your life. It could be non-club related, non-music related. It could be something you just need to have someone that's going to ride or die with you no matter what, whether it's a girlfriend, whether it's a friend, whether it's a, a family member, make sure that that ride or die is there because, you know, doesn't matter. Hey, listen, guys, girls, get a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, they need to know this is what we're trying to do. And if they don't understand what we're trying to do, then, you know, you have to give them an ultimatum. Hey, are you going to be morally supportive are you going to be the one that's going to be there for me when i get there do you understand what i'm going through because i'm not stopping well yeah i mean i'm not stopping you have to sacrifice that sacrifice listen under sacrifice let me tell you something sacrifice what you love three ex-wives later (laughs) (laughs) no i mean mean, seriously man uh you know not only the business partners but the your spouses or significant others that you're with, they have to understand what your vision is, right? What What is your vision, right? What is your vision? What is your goal? Um, and they G, have to... G, G has fans calling right now, by the yeah, way. I so do. you keep I, hearing that... I'm v, sorry, v, v, I'm v, sorry v, about v, the vibrant. All fucking They're, they're all trying to find out what station this podcast <laughs> is on right now. I'm like, this is... Uh, we're working on this right Good now. Good segue. By the way, if yeah. you're looking to follow, make sure to go to my socials, IG... SoundCloud and MixCloud for the previous mixed shows. This podcast is on SoundCloud right now at Dr. Bass Music. All right, so what do we got to talk about? 
<laughs> What's Dude, left? We had a lot to talk about, but we are coming to the end here. So demos. Let's talk about demos. Where do you want people to send their demos? Okay. So any demos that you have, uh, we just started a new label in South Florida, GLR Records. Uh, Corey Johnson is my promotional manager. Uh, we just literally started a label out. Um, and send all your demos to... G Cavelli Project Music, uh, G Cavelli Project at gmail.com. So it's simply G Cavelli Project, all one word, at gmail.com. Send me your demos. Uh, we're looking for all new artists. Uh, we've got great connections with a lot of people. Um, we have a direct in with Capitol Records. Uh, so we got a lot of stuff in the mix. Awesome. Awesome. And make sure you give, your way, uh, give away your socials. And let everyone know where they can find you at. So you can find me at uh, G Cavelli Project on Facebook, or you can email me directly at G Cavelli Project at gmail.com. All right. And, you know. Uh, and I am on Mixcloud and Soundcloud boom. and all that shit. And Mixcloud actually changed their shit today. Yeah, I don't even know. I, it's G Cavelli Project on Mixcloud and Soundcloud. Fuck yeah. Where you can catch all my new mixes and all the new records I did. Oh my God. I'm actually going on the uh, Would You Rather site and some stupid shit on here, but it's funny. We're going to talk about it uh, to end the show. And then uh, to completely end the show, we have an exclusive House Dag City release. There we go. What are we, li- what are we listening to? Um, I, I It starts with I Can't. <laughs> so it's my uh so <clears throat> I actually wrote this record. This is the uh, one of the major releases we're going to do on my new label. Uh actually uh Capital has already uh listened to it. Um and I presented it to them and they are very excited about this record. Um I can't get enough. It's my daughter Kelsey. Uh funny thing is I wrote this record for another artist that um Really couldn't sing it. I was very surprised. I, I thought, I, you know, I was like, well, I wrote this record for her. And when I got her in the studio, I was like, the vocal chops weren't what I wanted. Yeah. So I said, okay, this is not for you. I moved on. I wrote her another record, which you have, by the way. Mm-hmm. Put your hands up, by the way. Put your hands up in the air. Uh, yeah. Just, well, kind of. It's almost that. I put my different. hands up in the air. I'll tell you what. So um, I had this record I wrote. And, you know, I can't get enough of you. And I'm like, okay, who am I going to get this to sing this? I was looking for everybody. And my daughter was over spending the weekend with me. And she heard it and she said, oh, I like that. I said, okay. She's like, can I sing that? And I said, yeah, if you want to. So she sang it and I was like, whoa. I was blown away. I didn't know my daughter had this vocal range. She never, you know... She I mean, never I expressed s- it to you, basically. Well, I saw her in yeah. how, like I saw her in school plays, and my ex-wife at the time was like, "Don't get any ideas. Don't put her in the entertainment business." And so I left it alone. You know, I never really pushed it. And when she came to me on her own, she was old enough. You know, she was twenty, twenty-one. I was like, "Okay, you want to do this record? Yeah. Okay, you know what it takes, right? To put it. Yeah, I do." I said, "Okay." So uh, I tweaked the record a little bit for her because I heard her vocal range, you know, so I adjusted the key and uh, wrote this record and uh, 
people love it, man. It's it's a hit. And I got to do a little rap on it, you know. Yeah, definitely. My daughter, you know. Very, so. very unique, man. It's pretty fucking it's, cool. It's my it's my opportunity to do a record with my daughter, and you know, if nothing else comes of it, you know, God bless. Hey, I man, to do a record with my daughter. You know, my son, like I said earlier in the show, is starting the DJ. He loves this. I saw instant. that video, dude. He loves house music ever since he was a kid. Every time I pick him up from his mom's, he gets in the car and says, Dad. I like, yeah, son. Can we play house music, please? I'm like, there's a bear shit in the woods. There you go. You know, there it is. I, I, I didn't say that to him, but I, I was like, of course, son. But seriously, there's a bear shit in the woods. There it is. Of course he does. Um, so, you know, overall, driving back to the uh, home spot from his ma's, jamming out to freaking house music. So, you know, um, very happy to see the young crowd get into it. My yeah, son, sure. your family, your daughter. So we're going to end the show shortly uh, with I Can't Get Enough, the G. Cavelli Project featuring Casey. Yep. So let's end it with Would You Rather. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm few, ready. A few huh? stupid questions. By all means, this is so dumb. We're going to end the show this way. A little fun. A little fun action. We have a lot of G-bombs in this right now. Before we go there, though, I want to say one thing. I want to say that um, thank you for having me. And I want to send much love out to my boy, Top Minor. Uh, G-Minor music was an incredible experience in my life. And, uh, you know, one day I hope to put it back together. I think you guys should. Because think, there's so much out there that you guys can oh, work with. I, I think, All three of us can work I together. Think once, I think once I get the label established, I think I can sway Mr. Minor into the darkness again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I think you can do it. Hear that, Todd? Fuck yeah, Todd. Do it. You know damn well you're All saying right, so yes. You know damn well you're calling him right now. Oh, I am calling him. I'm calling no, him. he's I'm calling him. He's calling you now him. by I'm, listening. Hey, I'm tagging him on this podcast. Fuck yeah. All right. So, Thanks, your brother. We're going to do Would You Rather. So they're dumb questions, very stupid. Came over this today. I'm like, you know what? Let's do something different, like a stupid quiz thing off the topic. We got pretty deep in this podcast. And I want to say thank you, G, for being on the podcast. And thank you for everything in the past, man. Like That's why I wanted you on the show in the first place. We already covered this, but I want to reiterate. G has been there for me through everything. And I just want to personally thank him on this podcast. There's nothing I can do more than thank him enough. And I owe him my life, no doubt. And uh, he's been a special part of my life. He's he's helped me. He's gave me some knowledge. He's gave me some wisdom. I always listen to what he has to say. I never, you know, get down or depressed when I'm around G because he tells it how it is. He's helped me. He's given me opportunities. He's, you know, made sure I'm okay. And with his busy lifestyle to make sure he's checking in on me, that means a lot to me. So, G, thank you, brother, for being there for me. I love you always and love forever. Love you, too, brother. And I'm glad you are on the first episode of Backstage. I Thank I you really for having me. I'm honored that I'm on the first. Thanks, day. man. Thank you for calling me out and saying, yo. You know, Bass called me. He's like, I can't have anybody else but you on the first show. Yep. It's got to be you, G. Yeah. So, salute. Salute, man. Cheers. Ching. Ching, ching. And if you all have drinks at home, please raise those glasses and fucking drink it. Or there else it you're going to hear that. Tick, 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 tick. Mm -hmm. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's do this. All right. Here we go, guys. Would you rather. 
Oh, God. couple questions. Here we go. <laughs> Would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key that opens any door? Oh, actually, you know what? Oh, I don't have my wallet with me, but I do have a get out of fail, free jail card <laughs> yes, <you do>. from <laughs> CPD. You saw that, right? Yes. Yeah, so I already and have good, that. Good, you haven't used it. You so know that, the answer. I already have it. Yes, so. you actually have it. I do have an official get out of free jail card from the Chicago Police Department. He does, and this is true. And base has saw it. I saw it back, what, 2015? At, uh, no, I saw it. Just showed it to you the other... Uh, no. He's so stupid. <laughs> He don't remember we were just partying you know, like two weeks ago, and I yeah, showed him the new one. Oh, you got the new one? I got the new one. Oh, shit. Every year I get a new one. No, this motherfucker had a get out of free. Uh, yeah, he's had it for a while, but he's getting the up, upgraded. I get, I get upgrades every year. Yes, <laughs> I fucking subscribe. Don't hate, emulate. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's see what this one is. I didn't read the whole thing yet, so this might be stupid. You ready? Would you rather be able to see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into the future of anyone but yourself? 10 minutes of the future of anyone but me. Why? Because I already know the future of myself. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know the loophole of that question. I already got the fucking goddamn answer of what's going to happen to me in 10 minutes in the future. All right. Would you rather be the first person to explore a planet or be the inventor of a drug that cures a deadly disease uh i want to uh i want to experience the planet why because the g-bomb cures any disease <laughs> this motherfucker is spitting right now you all know what i'm talking about would you rather see what was behind every closed door or be able to guess combination of every safe on the first try these are deep questions well, I would have to say I want the combination because if I got the combination before the door is closed, I already know the answer. That's G-bomb thinking right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final question and we'll end it out. Uh, let's see here. We have... Dun, 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 dun. I don't like the percentage. I don't like that. Okay, here we go. Would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in. Oh, my God. Okay, that's a good one for you because you live in Florida right now, but you were born here. Wait, give me that one more time. Oh, shit. Would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in? I would rather move for every city every week. So you're not, you'll never see me again unless I fly out to you and your family. No, it's not about that. It's like the experiences you get every time you move to a new city. Yeah, that's good because yeah. that's the fucked up part of that question. You know, it's about, listen, if you're here where you always have been, it's the same experience. Yeah. If you have the experience to move from town to town to town, but still have the ability to come back and visit home, like I do, you get the best of both worlds. Oh, for sure. So... All right, guys. Hey, listen, G, it's been a phenomenal show. I really appreciate you being the first guest on the House Jack City Podcast backstage. Guys, if you want to follow G, G, give out the socials one more time. G Cavelli Project at on Facebook, G Cavelli Project. Or you can email me at G Cavelli Project at gmail.com. That, for you people that are looking for demos, make sure you send them your demos. All right, for myself and G, G, thank you once again. 
I'm Dr. Bass, and we are going to end the show with I Can't Get Enough, the G. Cavelli Project featuring Casey right here, right here. on the House, House Jack City Jack Podcast. City Podcast. Boom, boom, boom. This is a House Jack City backstage exclusive. That we're here, I'm with you tonight, and it feels so right. Oh, I feel so free with the love we have, cause it's you and me. Oh, I'm so alive, and I wish you could stay. Be close to me just for one more day. We can dance all night long, baby. Let's hit the club. You next to me, we can feel, 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 feel.
thank everyone for listening to the first ever episode of Backstage. House Jack City, you can follow on Facebook at the House Jack City Podcast. Stay tuned for episode two of Backstage when I will have special guest and good friend Bam Bam Buddha of Drums of the Sun. Until next time, I'm Rob Eggers, a.k.a. Dr. Bass. See you later. It can be the night.